0: Whenever I plan to do a hair transplant, and it really does require quite a, quite a bit of planning, I have an initial plan and then I have an adjusted plan. and that, So my first plan obviously begins in the consultation. After discussing with you what you want, what I think is important, um, the shape of hairline that I, I think would look good for you, that it will age well for you. The areas of concern that you have, the areas that I look at that are balanced, and then that plan is then recorded through lines and photographs and documentations, which you sign off on. On the on the day of the procedure, of course, I then redraw the hairline for you, redraw the areas that we're concerned about, revisit the notes that we discussed, look at the photographs that I have documented, and then... There's a, I always tell my patients that there's an adjustment as well because I evaluate everything dry, wet. I look at uh, your hair both dry and wet, and then I also look at uh, what you have for donor capacity. Sometimes you have more one-hair grafts, which may not give density. You may have more three-hair grafts, which may have more density, you may have two, more twos and ones, in which case I may, be, I may have the grafts, but I may not have the the, the, the hair density that I want, I I may wet your hair down and see that you actually have significant thinning in certain areas. And so that plan may adjust. And I always tell my patients that plan could adjust and and shift things either toward a larger expanse or toward a, a smaller expanse. Now, why would that be? The biggest thing is when your hair is wet, if I look at the area that I transplanted, looking really good dry but not looking good wet, I don't want that pattern to look unnatural when your hair looks wet, but it looks natural when it's dry. So I'm constantly thinking how it's gonna look dry or wet. This is another reason why I don't shave the scalp, because if you shave everything off during the transplant and you're looking at just a bald scalp, the transplant, you cannot use those the the hairs that are there as knowledge for what you need to do. So find my podcast from many months ago about why I don't shave a head uh, before surgery now i 'm not talking about the back of the head, the donor area, which is done for fue i 'm talking about the recipient bed why i don 't like to shave that down so a, a guy from North Carolina I remember many years ago, I was really planning to do his crown, and uh, you know, I learned my lesson by communicating better in the front end of this, but he he, he agreed with it in the middle of the procedure, but I wetted his hair down, really looked at the mid scalp, and I saw that you know what this is not going to tolerate. Uh, just being left open and going to the crown because he would look good when his hair is dry, but when his hair is wet, it would have looked weird. So I told him I needed to move toward the crown, to stop to stop at the top port part of the crown, but not go all the way down the crown. Otherwise I think his result would be unnatural. Now it doesn't mean that I couldn't come back and do the transplant to fill that, but in that situation I was thinking if this guy never comes back for a transplant, if his hair is wet, This would not look good. So the one thing that I always think about as I'm planning or strategizing a a scalp is how does that hair look both dry as well as wet?